I'm Annabelle. Hi, I'm Joni. It's Christmas time, and you're listening to the Album Nerds Podcast. Cool. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's the Album Nerds Podcast Holiday Spectacular, featuring special guest appearances by Annabelle and Joni, Boolean's Vark, the groovy guys from the Crate Expectations Podcast, Finger of Doom, OB Mark III, and Dude's Dead. And now, your hosts, Andy, Todd, and Dude. Is it just me or does that guy get more delightful every time I hear him? Especially the holiday times. Hey, welcome. It's the Elder Nerds Podcast. I'm Dude. Got Andy and Don with me. And uh, it's a very special holiday episode. Guys, how you doing? You uh, you ready to get holly jolly? Yeah. Ho, 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 mother uh, <laughs> Oh, and there's the explicit. Great. Got to earn the explicit tag. The granddaughters at the top of the show were excited to hear (laughs) this episode, and now they can't. You can bleep me. Oh, there you go. (laughs) How you doing, Don? Uh, I'm making. (laughs) Sure you are. What else are you doing? (laughs) Let's let's try an alternative. Can't use any of this. Uh, Getting ready to deck the halls. (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) Nothing. What? So, uh, yeah, with Album Nerds Podcast, we're uh, going to discuss some albums today, some holiday albums, and we're going to have some special guests telling us about their favorite holiday albums, and uh, we're going to do all sorts of crazy celebrating, and uh, we're going to have some tender-hearted moments here. So why don't we get started? That's what I'm talking about! Today, we are giving each other the gift of music, and we're doing kind of a secret Santa format. So we're, we're each choosing uh, a holiday album for another person to review. So I chose an album for Andy, Dude chose one for me, uh, and Annie chose one for, for Dude. Uh, also, throughout the show, uh, we're going to be hearing from you know some of our listeners uh, about their favorite holiday albums. Holiday music is loved by many. It can also get very repetitive. There's like 20 songs that get covered over and over played over and over on the holiday stations Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to getting recommendations from our friends and family as well as this new music that's being picked out for each other so that should be fun yeah i like this format and like picking stuff for each other is kind of cool cool angle on this but yeah i you know i don't want to be a grinch but man the holiday music wears on me this time of year (laughs) it's so repetitive (laughs) and you can't escape it everywhere you go it's just it's like that cloud and you know Charlie Brown just like following you around. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't always the case, right? Like as a kid, I would listen, I record songs off the radio and whatever. It's just you know getting to the number of decades that I've experienced. It's kind of like okay, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Also, like like every all the genres we cover. I mean, there's there's some pandering crap, um, but right. you know, I think I think when done well, I, I think holiday music can be really powerful. All right, before we get going, why don't we uh, check in with some of our special guests? And speaking of, uh, Andy brought up Charlie Brown, so why don't we find out what people think of Charlie Brown at Christmas time? 
G'day album nerds, Tom from Crate Expectations here. Thanks for having me on. I absolutely love spinning vinyl at Christmas time. Uh, my favourite album would have to be Vince Guaraldi Trio's A Charlie Brown Christmas. It's just a really warm, nostalgic album. Been on a jazz kick lately, so ticks a lot of boxes for me. And uh, helps me imagine that winter wonderland you guys are experiencing up north while I'm baking in the Queensland sun, enjoying a seafood platter and a couple of cold beers. Uh, keep up the great work. Till next time, keep digging and spinning. All right, thanks, Tom. That's one perspective on uh, Vince Guaraldi. That album is surprisingly loved. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because it's a different approach. It's got a little, it's got the, I don't know, there's something about Charlie Brown that's just relatable. So I think it's got this sort of like every man feel for Christmas. Yeah, and that holiday special, I mean, it was kind of a, a shock at the time to be using a, a, a jazz soundtrack, you know, for a CBS special. So why don't we hear from Bullion's Vark and find out uh, what her favorite Christmas album is. Hi, album nerds. This is Bullion's Vark. My favorite Christmas album as a child and today is Vince Guaraldi's trio, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Why do I love it? Because with or without the movie, the music evokes emotion. Who can resist bopping to Linus and Lucy's song? And when you hear that skating song, you almost feel the snowflakes coming down. I know that listeners know that the album is genius. So give it a spin this holiday season. Very nice. Very nice. That's two votes. Yeah. I mean, I what I think is cool about what she said is that she loved it as a child. I loved the show, but I never thought about the music yeah. or the album being something separate. I didn't find out there was an album until I was in my 20s. Yeah. We always watch the, the special around the holidays, but yeah, maybe I'll put, put the album on this year. And now it's our turn. You choo-choo choose me? All right, for my holiday selection, going with a record by Jerry Allen. The name of the album is A Child is Born. This came out back in October of 2011. We are going to play a little bit of the title cut, A Child is Born. Yeah, now that's what I'm talking about. It's kind of in line with the Peanuts, a little piano and jazz there. Good combo. Uh, yeah, so this is the 18th studio album for the jazz pianist from Pontiac, Michigan. It's definitely a take on the Christmas standards. I would say uh, it varies into some pretty surprising territory and does some interesting things throughout its runtime. Um, but yeah, Don picked out this record for me as part of our Secret Santa situation. Why did you pick this record for me, man? Well, uh, you know, Andy's the jazz expert on the show, and so I wanted to to see <laughs> if I could if I could find a, a cool jazz record to maybe you know give Andy some of that that holiday spirit. So the the three words uh, I used to describe the album were not background music. And actually, like going through a, a lot of the the jazz, I you know I went through a, a lot of lists, and um, I don't know, a lot of it is just kind of meh, you know, sort of like a novelty thing. Oh, here's, uh, here's Deck the Halls, you know, with, uh, a saxophone. <laughs> yeah. And then, and a lot of it kind of becomes background music as well. And, and I thought this one was, was a little different. I don't know. It kind of stands up as a piece of art and it's, I don't know. It's just a definitely an interesting album. Yeah. I was really surprised by it. I, I can't think of too many times that a holiday album ever like shocked me when i was listening to it but there are moments in here i was like whoa i did not see that coming so my three words are distant holiday dream um because it kind of feels like you're floating through the holiday standards on the song on this album she comes back to the the themes the recognizable themes but she does veer 
off into some kind of wild places at times too, which I think is when it's at its best. Did you get a chance to listen to this one, dude? Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, super interesting. I, I liked it from the very beginning. I like a non-traditional approach to holiday music. So whenever there's a record that does it a little different, I'm in. The three words I used to describe this album were my kind of Christmas. This is this is the sort of stuff I want to hear. You know, decorating the tree or wrapping presents or whatever. If I'm gonna do Christmas music, something that's cool and calm and uh, you know, and a lot of the jazz. It's a lot of times jazz Christmas albums are also jazz vocalists, mm. jazz vocalists, and mm-hmm. sleigh bells ring. Sorry, <laughs> let me show you. Sleigh bells ring. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or even you know guys like Michael Bublé and mm. stuff like that. You know, but I mean, mm. I enjoy me a Harry Connick Jr. Christmas album now and again, but it is very brash, and this is nice and chill. You know, it makes it, you can, it gives you a chance to actually think about the important stuff at the holiday season. So nice pick, Don, and uh, I'm glad you liked it, Andy. Yeah, I really did. I think I uh, will definitely put this on again as we're doing some of our holiday festivities around the house here. Why don't we play one more cut towards the end of the record? This is a little bit of It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Yeah, she kind of incorporates in some elements of, like, funk. I definitely hear some, like, Herbie Hancock at moments on this record. And there's even, like, some world music touches that uh, really surprise me when they when they come in. Uh, I won't spoil the surprises, but uh, it's honestly a really interesting close listen, but I think it would work really well, too, to kind of have on during uh, your holiday activities. So, yeah, once again, the album is A Child is Born by Jerry Allen. It's with a G if you're looking for it. And now let's hear from our friend Chris over at the Crate Expectations podcast. What up, album nerds? This is Chris from Crate Expectations. My go-to holiday album has to be Willie Nelson's Pretty Paper. I actually picked this one up at an online auction by accident. I was bidding on Willie Nelson's Stardust, and this one came uh, inside the, uh, the cover. So my go-to song off of it is what it's named after, Pretty Paper. If you haven't heard it, check it out and uh, have a great holiday season. You know, that uh, that song, Pretty Paper, was actually first recorded by uh, Roy Orbison. Really? Even though uh, Willie wrote it, but he, <laughs> Roy did it first. Yeah, Willie wasn't really... Uh frontline performer at that time right. and, and that we we andy and i talked about this album years ago on the show on the holiday special i love it too i just i like the non-traditional type stuff as i said and and that song in particular about a guy out front of a department store just trying to sell his pretty paper and ribbons and stuff i i like the sad side of the holidays sometimes too mm-hmm. there's something so warm about willie's voice too that it's just Reminds me of the holidays whenever I hear him. Warms my little heart. <laughs> Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. It is now time for our weekly tradition to ask ourselves a question. What is your favorite holiday movie or television special? Uh, yeah, well, I'll start things off. Probably my absolute favorite, if I could only pick one, would be the the OG Grinch from like the 60s, uh, the short animated. I think it was a TV special. I love that, man. I think the animation is just top, freaking top notch and the story is just so good and I watch it every year. Never get sick of it. What character do you most relate to? Max, obviously. 
I'm Is that the, the dog? Like the Grinch, are you? No, I was I was going to say you're the dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Max, he's cute. <laughs> but yeah, I usually watch that. And Scrooge is my wife's favorite, so we pretty much always watch that, which I enjoy as well. And I've been watching that. I can't remember the name of that, but that Schwarzenegger movie where he's like, it's not Last Action oh, Hero. Jingle All the Way? Yes, Jingle All the Way. Thank you. I never actually watched that. It's strangely amusing. Are they battling over a toy or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sinbad. Him and Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing That's says holidays I, like Sinbad. Yeah. I watched it for the first time last year, I think, because my wife and I do a thing on Christmas Day where it's just the two of us. We do stuff on Christmas Eve with family. So Sounds nice. we watch movies all morning and we watched that one. It was good. I mean, it wasn't Oscar nominee, but it was a good Christmas movie. It was fun. There's something fun about seeing Schwarzenegger just trying to make his kid happy. I don't know. I would, so. Those are my, my top three picks. How about you, Don? Well, it's a, it's a tradition for us uh, every Christmas Eve. And, you know, we've been doing this for, forever. Kind of, you know, at the end of the night, uh, you know, after we've hung out with family and stuff, we, we watch the definitive version uh, of uh, A Christmas Carol, which is from uh, 1951, starring Alistair Sim. You know, I, I like, I mean, I appreciate, you know, most of the, the versions of, of Scrooge, but that one is, is by far my favorite. And Alistair Sim just, just has a great take on Scrooge. You know, he has a lot of humanity and kind of a, a sense of humor and that, that's one I never get get sick of yeah for me uh, some people agree some disagree Die Hard that's one of the movies my wife and I watch yeah. every year definitely a Christmas movie welcome to the party pal yeah it is <laughs> Home Alone uh, I didn't I didn't really dig that as a as a youth I, well it came out when I was in high school and I just wasn't interested and then I finally did see it and I think it's hilarious and I watch that one every year I love the recurring jokes and the slapstick comedy, the scream when the dude has the uh, tarantula put on his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, John Candy kind of steals that movie. He's in it for like 10 minutes. I thought that was kind of the boring part, really? honestly. <laughs> the it's like enough with them, you know, we know the mom's going to get there. Yeah. Let's get back to the, sorry, John. Are you apologizing to John Hughes or John Candy? Both. <laughs> I was actually about to clarify that. <laughs> and one of the ones that I like to watch, and we don't always watch it, Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd oh, yeah. and Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy, yeah, yeah. That's also Christmas adjacent. It's Christmas adjacent, but it's also a little it's a little raw. <laughs> so we're not always in the mood for that one, but occasionally. And Elf is, is a favorite too. So I think that's pretty much... Except for trading places, that's probably the rest are probably on everybody's list. How about you? Why don't you tell us what your favorite holiday special or movie is? Omnerds.com/slash/discord. I'm singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. <laughs> yes, there is. No, it's not. <laughs> we sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. And there's actually no singing uh, on this pick. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, well so <laughs> dude's holiday gift to me was uh, John Fahey. It's an album called The New Possibility, John Fahey's Guitar Soli Christmas Album. Did you know Soli is plural for solo? I had no idea. No. S O L I. Yeah. I wonder what that was. I thought it was, is it Soli? Yeah. Like some pretentious thing? That's kind of pretentious. Sorry. Yeah. Once again, apologizing to a John. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so this album came out in 1968. John Fahey, uh, born John Aloysius Fahey in 1939. Yeah, Aloysius. That's a good one, right? He's an uh, American folk uh, fingerstyle guitarist. So this is basically all uh, all instrumentals. Most of the uh, most of the songs are traditional you know, Christmas songs. Here's a, a medley of uh, "Hark the Herald Angels Sing" and "O Come All Ye Faithful." The three words I use to describe the album are surprise under the tree. Because there's actually, there's like three cuts on here that, that kind of stand out. And I'll get that to that in a minute. But um, dude, why why'd you pick this album for me? Well, I wanted to find something that was a little off the beaten path, a little melancholy. You like your sadness. Something that can let you be kind of contemplative about the holiday season. You know, your mind can, can work because it's not busy keeping up with... 80 versions of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. And I grew up uh, listening to John Fahey's Christmas. Not this particular album. We had the 1975 follow-up, but I couldn't find that on streaming services. I grew up loving this sound, and I thought you might too. The three words I used to describe it were simple, quiet Christmas, the opposite of overperformed, overplayed holiday music. I don't know. I just think it sounds nice. Had you, were you familiar with this before? Uh, no. No, I, I, cool. not at all. Yeah. That was also one of my goals. Andy? Uh, well, my three words for this record are, yes, that is guitar. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I don't know. Coming after Don's pick for me like, with this very intricate, creative, you know, jazz-infused holiday record, this is just so simple and plain and direct, which aren't bad things, but I guess I didn't find a whole lot of excitement in these recordings that was what that was the point for and so whether you enjoy or don't enjoy excitement i guess is the question <laughs> yeah well you know andy uh, does have a point you know so the the traditional songs are are played in a in a pretty straightforward manner um although i just i always find this style of guitar playing really impressive you know kind of just blows my mind the way they're able to play a melody and kind of the the bass accompaniment uh, at the same time but uh as i said uh, before uh, there are just a, a few kind of weird surprises on this album. So there, there's a song called uh, Christ's Saints of God Fantasy, which is like a 10-minute epic. <laughs> Why don't we uh, hear just a, a few seconds of that? Now this is a, like a log cabin album when you're looking out the window at the snowfall. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, that one's. I mean, it's similar to a, a jazz record because you. I, I guess he keeps going back to this this theme. I sing a song of the saints of God, but then he just kind of goes off uh, into into weird places. Uh, another track, "Go I Will Send Thee," is an African American spiritual, uh, and that one's got a lot of like string bending and and sliding on there. Uh, and that's the one track that uh, kind of hints at the blues. So if you don't remember that one, definitely check that out. Uh, there's a traditional song that's somewhat obscure, uh, "Lo How." Rose Air Blooming. I remember singing that in high school choir. That one he kind of takes for a walk as well. I, I do notice with, with holiday records sometimes the tracks that are either originals or more obscure, I think sometimes the artists really put more into them or something. Uh, and those are often the, the best tracks, even though we're drawn to the, the traditional songs. 
Thanks to Dude. That is a, a new uh, uh, holiday album in my rotation. That's John Fahey with The New Possibility, John Fahey's guitar solely Christmas album. All right, let's hear from another one of our special guests. This is Obi Mark III, and you might know him from the Album Nerds Discord. December 1976, Longridge Mall, J.C. Penney's, Rochester, New York. We're not sure of the exact day or time, but my father made a holiday purchase that changed our Christmases for years to come. The record was called Christmas Jollies, and the band was the Sal Soul Orchestra. Right from the start, the record grabbed you, transporting you to a disco Christmas. Side one with such classics as The Little Drummer Boy, Sleigh Ride, and Silent Night. And side two continues on with a Christmas medley and also a New Year's medley. I believe over the years we own the record, the cassette, and I still have it on compact disc. You can even find it on Spotify. I recommend you check it out this holiday season. Listening to that music now doesn't make me nostalgic for disco or Jimmy Carter, but it does make me remember those holiday times with my family, which at the time didn't seem like much, but looking back seems a lot more now. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Man, we just got dunked on, gentlemen. Wow. Disco holiday record? I'm so impressed. I actually did check it out. It's uh, it's pretty yeah, pretty compelling. Too. Really? Huh. I listened to it too. Sounds cool. And now a word from our sponsor, us. This is friendship, pure unadulterated friendship. Oh, yeah. Are you a music fan? Join us on the Album Nerds Discord, albumnerds.com slash discord to discuss what you like, what you dislike. Uh, also help us uh, induct records to the Album Nerds Hall of Fame and to suggest topics for the Wheel of Musical Destiny. Why don't we check in with another couple of our special guests today? They're going to ba 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 get uh, bingy on us. <laughs> Getting bingy with it. <laughs> if I had to pick just one Christmas album, it has to be the classic Bing Crosby Merry Christmas. For me, growing up as a kid, it was these classic songs that really embodied the magic of Christmas. There's nothing like hearing it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas to get me amped up as a kid ready for Father Christmas's visit. Now being older, living in a different country and having kids of my own, Christmas is a huge deal for us. And as we go through our family traditions of baking cookies, seeing light shows, or decorating our house to a point it becomes a traffic hazard, it's hard to imagine doing any of these things without hearing jingle bells playing in the background. Now if you hang out on the Album Nerds Discord, you'll recognize that as Finger of Doom. So thanks, Finger. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Matt. That was really cool. I like to hear that different perspective. And another Bing fan, we're going to hear from Matt over at the Crate Expectations podcast. Hi, Album Nerds. This is Matt from Crate Expectations podcast. When it comes to the Christmas season, I love spinning Bing Crosby's Christmas classics. It's got all your favorite Christmas hits on it. I remember that being on heavy rotation when I was a kid at my parents' place. Uh, If I'm picking one song out of there, got to go with the classic Winter Wonderland. All the best to you guys during the holiday season. Have a good one. So, yeah, bang. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. That's pretty much, I mean, I don't know if that was the what he wanted from his career or his legacy, but the guy is the Christmas guy. Like, that he is Christmas music. And it's not on that album, but the the duet he does with, uh, with Bowie is one of my favorites. Oh, yes. How much more can you say about Bing Crosby? Nothing. We're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white down that chimney night, 
he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of this side of the nut house thank you very much clark w griswold of christmas vacation all right so it is my turn to open my gift it's from andy and i'll cherish it always it's rob halford and friends with the album called celestial now rob halford being the lead singer of judas priest album came out in 2019 so why don't we get started with a little donner and blitzen Oh, Rob. <laughs> Is that a good old Rob or a, oh, Rob, what have you done? Oh, that's a that's a good old Rob. I mean, what else can I say? I, I haven't said anything except for oh, Rob. I think that really covers it. Uh, <laughs> the three words I would use to describe this album are Christmas can rock. And it, like I've heard heavy metal things, Twisted Sister and stuff doing Christmas songs, but this guy, so there's several original songs, including Donner and Blitzen. And instead of just being cute, Donner and Blitzen, it's like mythical creatures coming out of the sky, <laughs> you know? Mm. I love that take. I love that approach. So metal. It is. So, Andy, why did you choose this for me? Oh, well, you know, I, yeah, I try to... Uh... Keep your taste in mind. So I was trying to find something country or, or metal adjacent, at least. Uh, the country wasn't doing it for me, but luckily, uh, Rob Halford seems to be a big Christmas fan. This is his second holiday album, believe it or not. <laughs> I was floored. I know. 2009, I, I didn't know either. I didn't know he had any Christmas albums. Yeah. The 2009 record is not bad either, but really, I guess I kind of liked his voice in his later years. I, Grew on me a little bit. So yeah, you know, kind of took a bullet here, listened to some Halford from my buddy, but uh, it's a holiday season, you gotta, it's what you gotta do. So did you, uh, sound like you at least were able to stomach it? I loved it, man. Uh, I listened to it a ton of times. I liked his take on some of the traditional songs. I think it's this era. So this was 2019, 2018, Firepower came out. And I would say much of this has similar riffs and elements from that and i loved that album so it wasn't uh this was not a tough sell for me as soon as it started i'm like right Right on so yeah my three words are kick in the jingle bells (laughs) (laughs) it does kick some butt like songs you wouldn't expect to be good in metal versions like deck the halls i was so fearful for what that was gonna sound like it actually freaking rocks man i was pretty into it same with that donner and blitzen track i thought that was really good uh there are some you know some quieter contemplative moments on here which you know i don't know it's not what i came for but i guess if you really appreciate you know judas priest and rob's voice maybe you'll be into that but yeah what did did you get a chance to hear this one don oh yeah the the three words i chose uh, to describe the album were metal yuletide treasure yeah i i guess i was pretty skeptical going into it i don't know sometimes you know when when people you know when rock bands do christmas songs it just kind of feels like a novelty or a throwaway or, or something yeah. and uh, a way to satisfy a record you know th- their record contract yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly um but but that's not what this is i think halford really was committed to this and maybe you know because he had friends and family in, involved in it you know it was a you know a real sincere you know experience um so he, he's definitely not phoning it in you know i i like the harder you know, versions of uh, of classic songs but 
um, you know, again, I, I like the, the originals, uh, that he did, the, the Donner and Blitzen. There's, uh, Morningstar, you know, which is one of the quieter ones. And then that last track, uh, the name escapes me. Yeah, protected by the light. Yeah, so that kind of had like an uh, you know an Irish drinking song vibe or something, which I thought was was really cool. So yeah, uh, another one to to add to the rotation. Uh, I was impressed. All right, so why don't we listen to one of the traditional songs? And I honestly can't believe I'm playing a clip from "Away in a Manger" by Rob Halford, but the arrangement's really cool. This actually made me think about the origins of Christmas. I've heard that song a gazillion times, and the way that this is presented, it I can it feels more cinematic, and I can actually picture what's going on. Like I would have never thought that a that a heavy metal record would have a version of a song like that where I'm like, yeah. whoa! <laughs> <laughs> now I understand Christmas. Yeah, actually, I like it better than that that Trans Siberian Orchestra stuff <laughs> that I always hear. You know, where they're really trying to fuse that that heavier stuff. Oh, this one, this one's better, I think. I would agree, and I would thank you, Andy, very much. This is something I will absolutely listen to and try to force upon others. It may work, it may not, but uh, I am gonna try. Darn it, because it's a really cool holiday approach. So that was Rob Halford and friends with Celestial. All right, so don't we go back to our special guests and hear from Dan over at the Crate Expectations podcast. Hey, album nerds, it's Groovy Guy Dan from Crate Expectations podcast, here to give you my pick for favorite Christmas album. For me, it's got to be Blue Christmas by Elvis. It's definitely an all-time classic. Just the song itself was an instant classic when it came out. It's a big record for me. My wife, Alina, we love listening to this over the holidays. Thanks for having us on your pod, guys. Can't wait to hear it. Cheers. Thanks, Dan. I love that, too. I love the Blue Christmas. I like Elvis's swagger for the holiday season. I'm glad Dan brought it to the to the show. What did you guys... I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yeah, the cool thing about that... Uh that or that first Elvis Christmas album is side two is all gospel tunes. Actually, they're not really Christmas at all. Interesting. Yeah. Again, the the hidden gems. Is there an Elvis Christmas in Hawaii movie, or am I just combining things? There's a Elvis everything in everywhere movie. <laughs> so. Have you said is there a Elvis movie where he's a Rubik's cube champion? <laughs> there probably is. I want to see that movie. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that cube. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> wow. We're really uh, soaking up the holiday spirit here today, fellas. What did we learn on this journey? Well, well, well. Uh, I would say, you know, maybe the, uh, the Christmas standards, the traditional songs, maybe that, that path is uh, pretty well worn at this point, but there's some cool Christmas adjacent stuff that we've explored in this episode, which I can still find some interest in, and uh, I think that'll that'll get me through this holiday season. Yeah, I would recommend that that people turn off the radio and and don't rely on your uh, your streaming services to you know choose holiday tunes for you. Listen listen to the albums and you know curate your own playlist because there is a lot of good stuff out there. But you know a lot. I mean, you're just hearing the same songs over and over in the stores and and on the radio. And there there are some. There's some silver and gold out there uh, if you look for it. 
What did I learn? Just like with all music, there is holiday music to fit everyone's taste. So if you're all burned out on the same old stuff, there is something out there. You just got to do some digging and it's worth it. And also, you know, I think what we did today might be a good way for friends and family to, you know, play at Christmas time and say, hey, pick a holiday record for me. Not just, uh, you know, there's presents, of course, but if you're looking for someone else, sometimes it's a little easier than when you're looking for music for yourself. Good boy. Yeah. Share the gift of holiday music. And that's One to Grow Up. I'm your density. As you remember on our previous episode, Wadbot has left us to our own devices for the remainder of the year, um, but luckily there's not much time left. So join us next week. We're going to pick our favorite albums of 2022 and talk about, uh, yeah, just what we, uh, what new stuff we found interesting from this year. So check out that episode soon. Uh, I can also vote for NXS's album Kick. It's up for nomination for the Ain House, but is up to you, the listening audience. You can go to NXS. Go to the Discord, Elmers.com slash Discord. As well as our socials on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our website, Elmers.com, to vote. So get your votes in for Kick. Got to see if we can get into the Ain House. All right. We have one more guest to share his favorite Christmas album, My Dad. Take it away, Dad. Hi, I'm Larry, also known as Dude's Dad. I would have to say my most memorable and probably favorite holiday album is the Beach Boys Christmas album. I bought it when I was 15 or 16 years old because first, I was a fan. I saw the Beach Boys in person whenever I could. In fact, my first date was to a Beach Boys concert. But second, because I thought my parents wouldn't find it objectionable, as they did a lot of my music, and might actually like it. And in fact, they did. We played at the Christmas time at my house each year, along with the standards that my parents preferred. My favorite songs on the album are the ones written by Brian Wilson, the signature song, and the one that got the most radio play, Little St. Nick, of course but also Merry Christmas Baby, and the one that stood out the most to me, simply called Christmas Day. It's a cool pack. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew that you'd like that one, Andy. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the Beach Boys Christmas stuff, too. I'm surprised he didn't pick Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Did Nirvana do a Christmas album? No, I suppose they didn't. Would they have if they had continued, if uh, Kurt had not left us? Oh, my God. I hate to think about <laughs> such things. Yeah, that- <laughs> Me too. <laughs> now I'm going to listen to that Beach Boys record. It sounds, I have not heard it. So that's, uh, that's really awesome. Yeah, this whole thing has been pretty great. I uh, really enjoyed hearing from everybody with their favorite holiday albums. So thank you so much for contributing to the Album Nerds podcast, Holiday Spectacular. Special shout out to the guys at the Create Expectations podcast. Go check them out wherever you uh, get your podcast. They talk about albums, they do interviews and a lot of fun stuff. And uh, with that said... Thank you once again, everyone, and I hope you have the happiest of holiday seasons. What's your favorite holiday album? What's your favorite album from 2022? What else are you listening to? Let us know. Join fellow album nerds on Discord at albumnerds.com slash Discord. You can email us at podcast at albumnerds.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Album Nerds. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to send holiday cheer to the show, you can do so via PayPal at albumnerds.com slash support. 
Thank you once again for joining us on the Album Nerds Podcast. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, etc. We'll catch you next time with our favorite albums of 2022. Thanks for listening. God bless us, everyone. No. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we speed it up or something? I can. I absolutely can. But put a little juice on it, you know, make it a little sincere. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay.